Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eTech Leadership Table. This is a podcast where we invite you to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and join us as we tackle some remarkable discussions on everything leadership. I'm Melissa Wood. I'm your host. I'm the Dean of Leadership Development at eTech Global Services. Hello, podcasters, and welcome to today's episode of eTech Table Talk. You guys know it's a time where we sit at the table together. Um, you know, you think about the table you had growing up, maybe in your families, where everybody kind of, you know, they they got their food, they got some drinks, whatever, and they sit at the table, and you talk about some conversations. I think mm-hmm. that some of the best conversations, Mark, are happening at the table. So, podcasters, pull up a chair, grab your favorite cup, because we've got a friend at the table today, Mark Brody. You know him. He's got his coffee. You even will know him with Coffee Talk with Brohawk. We'll talk about that title later, but this is the famous Coffee Talk with Brohawk. He is not used to sitting on this side of the table. He's used to hosting the table, so this will be a little different. So let's all be good hosts to Mark. But Mark's going to unpack three really um, key questions we have about the contact uh, center. Let me tell you why I chose him to be able to do this. Um, so pull your coffee up, pull your snacks up. Mark's been doing this for 33 years. Is that enough for you? 30? Did you hear me right? 33 whopping years he's been doing this. And as we go through the podcast, I'm going to uncover some information about Mark that maybe you guys don't know. Uh, so that Mark can be so impressed of how much I've studied him lately. Right. So he can feel comfortable at our table or not. Maybe I'll make him feel a little uncomfortable. So Mark. Welcome to the eTech Leadership Table. Melissa, thank you very much for having me. I, I'm excited to, to go on this on this podcasting journey with you today. Well, w- well, welcome. So I saw you bring your coffee. So you've got my first question is, what kind of coffee are you bringing to the table? So this morning, it's, an, it's a caramel iced coffee um, okay. with no classic and extra 2% from Starbucks. Okay, good job. Mark Brody, right. good job. <laughs> so are you usually a cold coffee drinker or do you like hot coffee? It depends on the weather. You know, um, it is Texas um, yeah. and it's um, already what, almost 70, 75 degrees out. You know, right. so this is uh, this is definitely iced coffee weather. Um, yes, it is. You know, and during the winter, I'll, I'll go for I'll go for my uh, my hot coffee. I'm the same so. way, Mark Brody. I knew we were going to be friends. I know we're going to be friends. Yes. And I know a lot of my podcasters are the same way. Some of them are not from Texas. So let me explain something to you from my Texas accent, everybody. Um, we we start with hot coffee. We get about two days we can drink hot coffee in Texas. Because yes. it's, it's cold outside. And then we go to ice coffee. And then we just start eating ice. That's it. And yes. I said ice. I know that sounds strange. I C E, you know, my accent kind of throws it off a little bit. We start drinking, eating the plain ice because it gets so hot. But our, our podcaster friends that are sitting at the table from India, I talked to them yesterday. It's getting extremely hot in India, right? It gets hotter in India than it does in Texas. So there you have it. They're drinking ice coffee too. (laughs) That is awesome. You know, (laughs) you know, coffee, whether you like it hot or ice, it doesn't matter because, um, you know, it's, Hey, you can sit around the table and have some coffee talk. <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about. Coffee. And I know you've got coffee talk with Brohawk. And so we are at the e-tech table talk. But this could get tongue twisting if we let it, but we're not going to let it do that. But <clears throat> so have you at the table as our guest. 
um, because you've got such a robust is the word I use of 33 years of this contact center experience. And, you know, some people just tout that because they've managed to stay alive in a contact center for 33 years, but you've been um, walking through the contact center at different levels from collections to service, from the new technology. I know you talk about people process and technology. You walk through all three of those. Um, yep. So I just want to let our podcasters know that this is the time for you to get your pen and paper because great leaders take notes because you're, you're not just going to get just 33 years of just sitting in a cube. He's walked through probably your department. Okay. So get, get your pen and paper, get your tablet, whatever you take notes on um, and get ready to learn something. We do podcasts to make a connection. We hope to like give you a, a break from your day, but we're going to learn something. We're going to take something away. When you sit at the table with Melissa, we're not going to leave hungry. It's not, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening on my watch. So everybody's eating. (laughs) We're we're going to sit at this table. I'm drinking water today. So I normally would grab coffee, but I was wanting water. And I know y'all are making fun of my cute little cup. I have a punch cup with water in it. That's awesome. I'm just throwing, I'm throwing a little fancy out of it today. All right. Do do you have the, do you have the, uh, the pinky up when you're drinking it? No. No, you have no. to remember, Mark. I'm from Texas, so I'm I'm drinking water from a little punch cup, but I've got rubber boots on. All right, sounds good. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, so you guys already know that Mark's got 33 years of experience in this contact center. He is the actual founder of Brohawk Solutions. Um, let me. His last name is Brody. It is not Brohawk. So I'll, let me be very clear about something. He is passionate. Apparently, he has a sports passion, okay? Not just a contact center passion. He has a sports passion for the University of Kansas. Is that right, Mark? There we go. There we go. Okay. Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> this is podcasters. This is where this is where he can call he can call me pass or fail. You ready, Mark? So, yes. um basically the when he says Brohawk, he took Brody, his last name. And no. he took, I'm taking my notes here. He took the Jayhawks because it's the University of Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. And he and he meshed those two together. And that's where he got Coffee Talk with Brohawk. Right? There you go. There okay. you go. You know? Now, now, what is a Jayhawk? I think I'm going to try to answer it. Okay. Okay. All right. A Jayhawk. You're like, what is a Jayhawk? For my University of Kansas uh, fans out there, um, if you know of the bird Blue Jay and a Sparrowhawk, they took uh, the two birds together and they created what they patent as a Jayhawk. So Mark and his brilliance, he took two birds together. He took Brody and the <laughs> hawk and he made Brohawk. Am I doing pretty good? You know, you're, you're, doing, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations on that. I think that's so innovative. Yeah, it it, it just seemed it just seemed to uh, to be some easy branding there. I'll put it that I way. Think it, I think it's perfect. <laughs> I, think, I think that taking you who you are genuinely and taking yep. your passion and putting those two things together speaks volumes to our podcasters about who you really are, just in that one name. So exactly. I, I think that's really important. As we go into these questions that I want to ask you, 
And mm -hmm. I want y'all to understand that it is who he is and it is his passion that has allowed him to stay in this industry for 33 years and that he can be what I consider a subject matter expert in answering these questions. So let's let's get him rocking on the first question. You ready? All right, let's do it. Okay, here we go. All right, so you know, obviously, because I know that the Jayhawks have faced some challenges in their, uh, we won't go on stats, but I know they faced yeah. some challenges in their career. So leaders, you know, they, they face some pretty big challenges in contact centers today, obviously, right? And you've watched it over the years. So what, in your opinion, right now, today, 2023, yes. what do you think is the biggest challenge in facing the leaders in contact centers today? You know, I, I think it, uh, for me, it, it's a it's a combination of a couple of things. Um, one, I think technology is progressing at the speed of thought. Mm -hmm. And it's intersecting with um, us getting out of a pandemic situation where the whole world, um, the whole work world just got tossed on its ears. And so everything that we took for granted about working in a a brick and mortar location um, just got sent home. And yeah. so now you have um, people, you know, employees, managers, leaders, they're like, I really don't want to go back and work um, in a brick and mortar location. I like the remote. It, it meets my needs as a, as a person and technology is enabling that. However, you have some organizations that are like, yeah, you need to be back in the office. Um, and I think the biggest challenge is, is finding the right balance between what technologies make sense for our organization, because um, it's not a one size fits all, mm -hmm. versus um, what are our employee expectations um, that are going to allow us to best serve our customers. So, you know, you brought up, you know, um, you know, Brohawk Solutions, um, you know, what I like to, what I usually use as a tagline is um, aligning people, processes, and technology to create a better employee experience. And yeah. sometimes I'll just there, because if you're taking, if you're creating that better employee experience, the customer experience will take care of itself. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest challenge is being able to, um, to meet the, the internal expectations for how people want to work, where people want to work, um, things like that. And the technology that's out there to support them, not just from an AI uh, perspective, uh, the, the customer AI uh, self-service and bots and all that, but how do you support the internal folks with knowledge? Um, because if they can't answer the questions, um, yeah. they're not going to create a good customer experience. So I think those are the biggest the 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 biggest confluence of challenges that exist out there today. Um, whereas you know when you know when I started in the contact center industry, I mean, you know people people would say, "Hey, you got to be MBWA." Remember that term? Managed yeah, by managed walking by. around. <laughs> exactly. Well, now you know the the MBWA may take you a couple of days to make the entire loop. Um, or yeah. weeks or whatever, and it's just not possible. Um, but I think you can still um, manage by walking around virtually by making yeah. sure that you're engaged with your with your team. Uh, frontline leaders engage with their team. Managers um, engage with their team leaders. Directors engage 
on a consistent basis. Don't cancel one-on-ones, you know, even though it's very easy to go ahead and do that. Um, Find ways to just talk to them about stuff that some leaders, that's very easy to do. Others, hmm, yeah, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, we have to teach them how to do that. That's really, that's right. Hey, hey, Mark, since I was 18 years old, I've had a team in India. And and so I've never met them. Like, literally, I've never met them. So you're right. Like, making, you can make uh, such an authentic connection virtually, even before the COVID world, just by being intentional. And you're right. Yes. Some, Some leaders, it comes naturally. And some, we have to teach how to do that. You already, you have already set it up for to come back on another, on another table talk, because we got to, we got to teach these leaders on how to do that. So if you're taking notes, he's told you what the challenges are about balancing, right? The technology versus employees. So we'll, maybe we'll invite uh, Mark to come back and hopefully he can unpack that a little bit. Um, I like the way that you talk about the, um, you know, the people process and technology. And if you take care of the, employee experience that the customer experience will come so you guys know you already know that mark's a sports fan right we already we've already impacted that with the jayhawks and brohawk right (laughs) so almost the same thing in baseball right the if you if you focus a batting coach if they focus on where how you're holding the bat where you're standing at the plate the home run will come they don't focus on the home run they focus on how you're holding the bat, your stance, those behaviors, and the home run are coming. I, I'm guessing that's, I mean, that's pretty much the same thing with what you're saying there, right? You know, I, I, I when my boys were younger, um, I, I got the opportunity to coach them in several sports, you know, okay. um, baseball, basketball, uh, football. My youngest son wanted to do hockey. There was no way my butt was getting on skates. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just wasn't happening. But the other sports, I was like, all right, I, I can do these. And one of the things that I learned from some of the guys that I coached with was it's all about repetition and muscle memory and getting your mind trained first before you go ahead and try and execute. Yeah. Um, and continual practice, continual um, improvement, and then always um, getting that feedback from a trusted advisor, a trusted uh, coach that's going to go ahead and, and look to go ahead and Im- Im- improve your skill set. So you know, one thing that people may not know, I, I played basketball for um, a lot when I was younger. And you know, at my, um, uh, at my height, there was no way I was going to play college basketball. Um, you know, it just wasn't happening. But I could shoot free throws at about a 90% clip. Oh, which you should have O'Neal, you should have coached Shaq back in the day. Hey, <laughs> hey, if you could have gotten him up okay. to 50%, that would have been good. <laughs> okay. Okay, podcasters, no haters. Don't send me mail. Don't send yes. me mail. But look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the things, kind of like your, your baseball analogy, one of the things is it's all about the mechanics um, yeah. in shooting a basketball, in, um, in pitching a baseball, in hitting a baseball, in um, throwing that perfect spiral. It's all about the mechanics and in how you execute. Mm-hmm. And that's a great analogy for what you're doing in um, in the contact centers. If you if you're intentional about 
of how you approach every conversation and you're not worried about the play that just ended or the call that just ended um, because that that's the Achilles heel of every call center. They're worried about what happened in the past. Um, yeah. Forget about it. You can't change it. You know, what was said was said. What was done was done. The policy is yeah. the policy. The procedure is the procedure. It is what it is. Um, but all you can do is go ahead and try and impact improvements going forward. Hey, this happened to me. Um, and this is my recommendation on how we might be able to improve. What do you think? What, you know, and being able to, to have those, those open and authentic conversations with leaders, with coaches, with mentors, um, can give, can give every, everyone that works in a contact center, um, you know, a, a little bit more pride in what they're doing, a little bit more purpose in what they're doing because their voice matters. I, I know you can't see them, but I can just feel the podcasters scooting up to the table and taking notes because <laughs> what you're saying is not just what you think. You can tell when you're talking that you've authentically experienced these things. So yep. um, I, I just want you to know I can I can tell that just, you know, in your tone, the language that you're using. And I know those podcasters who have been in this industry, they know that you're speaking from experience. So that's that's really good. Yes. Rolling yeah. rolling in that experience. I mean, there's some key, you know, you talk about people, process and technologies. So there are some key skills that leaders are going to have to have to be for the future of the contact center, right? So mm -hmm. what are some of the what are the, some of those skills that they're going to need? So if they're taking notes, I want you to tell us what are some of those skills or traits they're going to need? And then the second part of that is what are what how would you tell us that we can cultivate that in ourselves and our teams yep so first thing i i would say is don't expect a company to provide you all the professional development that that you think you need um the the company the organization that you're working for is going to provide you the skills and the development that aligns with their culture um with what their clients culture are um and coaching based on the technology and the resources that they have internally so the first thing is 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 get out of your comfort zone um okay. and and network um and find out what other peers that are working for completely different organizations are doing um because your customers are looking for experiences that they're not having with your, that are not occurring just with your company, but are matched up to the best possible experience that okay. they have. And so it's so important to network to find out what people are doing, um, why people are, are implementing certain things in their contact centers uh, or in their organizations. Um, and see how it fits. Uh, again, not every um, not every solution, not every technology, not every methodology is going to be the right fit for every organization. Um, and so, I, I think that that's the first thing: get out, get out of your four walls, network, network, network. Uh, always be that continuous learner. Um, I think that um, leaders today. So, I, I interviewed for a job, you know. 15 years ago. It's what brought me to Texas. And I remember um, the people I interviewed with asked me, hey, do you have any last questions? And I said, well, let me ask you a question then. 
Uh, and they said, okay, go ahead. Said, uh, are you looking for a manager or a leader? Ooh, and great like, question. Well, what's, what's the difference? And I said, well, if you want a manager that's just going to come in and execute on numbers, don't hire me. I'm not the right person for you. But if you want a leader that's going to take a look at, at situations and, and um, strategically think, regardless of the level I'm at, then I'm the person you want to hire. Um, and I ended up getting, I ended up getting that job. So I think that the second part is leaders today have to be strategically think, strategically thinking all the time. It's not just about, hey, here's my KPIs. I hit my number. Um, it, it's not about that anymore. It's about, okay, thank you for hitting the numbers today. What's going on tomorrow? How are you going to maintain this going forward? As opposed to um, having that flash in the pan, um, the one you you never want as a leader, you never want to be a one hit wonder because yeah. that that will completely fade. So strategically think um, is is the is the other thing. You have to always be coaching. A B C always be coaching. Um, and um, if you're if you're not coaching. Uh, a frontline agent, if you're coaching a supervisor, the one question that the one skill set that they have to, that people I think today have to have is the understanding of the why and the why now. Um, so why did you, you know, it's okay to make a mistake. Well, what happened? What, what was your, what was your thinking around um, your decision? Um, because if you don't understand the, the, the thinking of why a decision made, was made you can't really coach somebody on how to adjust their thinking or see things maybe from a different lens um and i think regardless of the level that that you're at um whether it's a frontline agent frontline leader you know manager director it doesn't matter somebody that's going to be able to take the time out um of their day to authentically provide you feedback that's going to help you make better decisions going forward um, is somebody you want to be working for or working with, yeah. not working for. I hate the, hey, I work for this person. I work for that now, person. Yeah. Now you work are with. with. Exactly. I, I, see, I, you and I have that very much in common. I catch, I yes. catch that as well. So working with, we don't, uh, yes. we don't. Or I love that you, I know there, if you didn't take notes, you better, you better get it together because he just said ABC, always be coaching tagline that, that is, mm. that is remarkable. Um, you know, what you talked about the manager versus leader, you know, um, that, that is so impactful what you're saying. And I like that you asked that question in the interview because there is a huge difference and you, and you laid that out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, repeat what you said because you've laid that out, but I'll tell yeah. you what I call it. I call it heads down, heads up. Right. Yeah. And so it's heads down leadership or heads up leadership. Heads down is what are my stats look like today? What are we doing today? And there's a place for heads down, right? There's, yeah. there's heads down, but heads up is What's happening tomorrow? What am I going to need tomorrow? You know, because there's a future you need to be looking at. Okay, so Mark, we talked about, you know, AI, right? And, yep. and you know, the technology. We talk about people, process, and technology. Technology is here. Um, you know, just a few yep. weeks ago, I saw my Snapchat. I've had Snapchat before Snapchat was cool that uh, we all, we have an AI bot inside Snapchat now. So it's yes. here, right? And we've yep. got to deal with it. We've got, it's going to be great for us, but it's been here a while. Machine learning. So what, 
you tell us you're the expert in this field. I've seen you meet and talk to several people in this field. So I'm really interested on this last question of what do leaders need to do to leverage some of these amazing technology tools that are out there? Yeah, I, that's a great question, Melissa. And, and you know, I'll go back to something you and I talked about um, a little bit earlier, which was um, focusing um, focusing the conversation with the end in mind. Okay, so here's the end goal I think that all consumers want to have, and that's personalization of an experience. Um, and they're getting it from some of the larger brands. Um, they're not getting it from all customer interactions. And so you hear people talk about the golden rule, do unto others as you would like have uh, that you would um, have done to you. Um, the platinum rule, um, do unto do unto others as you would like ha like to have done to you. Yeah. Well, here's the diamond rule. And the diamond rule talks about um, do unto others the way the way they want to have done to them before they even know it. Ah. So using some of the using some of the tools and technology, um, some of the machine learning that's occurring out there um, is really focused on getting a better understanding of what the consumer's needs, desires, triggers are right now. So the way you get to personalization is you take all of that that ecosphere of data that we have about our, our customers and we get more proactive with customer with the customer experience. So before they truly know that they need something, you know, we're there. We're we're Johnny on the spot or Jane on the spot um, with the solution before they even realize, hey, you need this solution. You need, you know, this is something that you need. And it's not cold calling. It's not, it's not um, you know, multi-level marketing, MLM, um, what it is, is it's, it's taking, um, it's taking the, the users, the customer's experiences and molding it into a personalized experience. Um, so taking history and predicting what the future is going to be like now, is it a hundred percent? No, machine learning is not a hundred percent right now. AI is not a hundred percent. You, you don't know about, um, you know, it cannot walk and talk and act like a human yet. Right. Um, but I think if if that's the end goal in mind, personalization, you know, having the diamond rule um, more at the forefront of where you want to get to, predictive analytics. Um, if 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 organizations are not um, are not leaning into the AI tools that are out there to listen to every customer interaction, regardless of channel. It's not just about listening to the phone calls. It's it's sensing some tone. Um, I, I, I love, I, I'm gonna not plugging Grammarly, but I love my Grammarly app that I have on my computer because I'll get a readout every Monday saying, hey, this these are what your top eight tones were. And I'm like, oh my God, did I really sound like that? I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Um, so it's a channel that I don't usually get feedback on, but now I have the feedback that's coming to me. So being able to uh, to take a look at the analytics that are that are occurring on every single channel, those are those are things that organizations absolutely have to be 
um, leaning into. And the cost of it has gotten so inexpensive as compared yeah. to what it was, you know, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And the technology has changed at the speed of thought, you know. Gosh, so that's a long-winded answer for you, Melissa. No, no, I'm t- look at me. Do you see the notes I'm taking? Like, legitimately, I'm taking notes over here because I, I'm wanting, mm-hmm. I was excited to meet you today, and I know our podcasters were as well. So I knew about the golden rule, the diamond. I mean, the golden rule and um, the platinum rule, but I've never heard of the diamond rule. That was new to me. Like, get before they know they need it, and you know, as I close yes. here, I, I gotta tell you, I got a perfect example of something that. I guess I experienced the diamond rule. So when I was getting ready for this podcast, podcasters go pull this up. I know you've got internet search functions. There is something that you need that you don't know you need. Um, And this is exactly what Mark Brody was talking about on the diamond rule from the technology. And that's what we're doing with technology. Go study round rock donuts. Um, Yes. I did not Mark, I did not know that I needed a two pound donut until I pulled it up. And I'm like, okay, well, I I didn't know that I needed that. But all of a sudden, I need to drive to Round Rock and I need to experience a two pound donut. That's a diamond rule right there. It's a diamond rule. There you go. And Round Rock rock Donuts, the world famous Round Rock Donuts. You know, it is is an amazing, it is an amazing um, culinary feat. (laughs) <laughs> it is. So so that's a great way of thinking about technology. Like it is, you know, pro, it's providing something to someone they didn't even know they needed. So and mm-hmm. I know I'm using I know I'm using humor here with that donut, but it really like legitimately, I didn't know I needed a two pound donut. But all of a sudden my I have to have it in my life or it's not going to work. So yes, when you talk about technology, you don't know that you need it until you experience it. So don't be afraid of it. Just go out there exactly. and it's going to be like a donut go take a bite you hear it yes. take a bite so that's how yes. we're going to close this i told you you wouldn't leave hungry i told you you wouldn't leave hungry so everybody's eating here everybody's <laughs> eating here All right, well, Mark, i knew thank you for sitting at the table with us at e-tech you know i, I love this company and i hope that you can uh, feel our heart too you can come back and sit at the e-tech uh, leadership table anytime so until next time podcasters Meet me with your cup of coffee, with your favorite drink, even a little punch cup of water. Whatever you got, pull up a chair. Thank you, Mark, with your iced coffee. Maybe we'll get you back at a hot coffee day. And uh, and thank you for joining us on this episode of E-Tech Table Talk. Thank you, Melissa, for having me. And cheers, everybody. Thank you. 